Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk everything animation here, including Final Space, which we'll be getting into right now. I'm Dylan Heisen, and today I'm joined by Michelle Ander. Hello. April Collins. Hi there. And Alex Bonilla. Hey. Yes, Final Space, another week of... Uh, where's the mooncake, though? There is yeah, no mooncake in this episode. Yeah. Is, he, is mooncake actually oh not God, in the episode? not in the episode, it's true. I don't believe he does a single chukity in this I, episode. Yeah, I don't remember any chukities, yeah. but is he at least on, on screen? He he might be on screen, like, when they do, like, the whole gang on the ship, but he doesn't make a noise. Was that actually is... your thinking behind not doing the chukity was to make a point? Yeah, like, he, he's not, <laughs> he, he has gone slowly from, like, being a main character of the show to them literally not even making a noise in an episode <laughs> they're definitely struggling to juggle to juggle all the characters but we, we have a big eventful episode uh, to get talk about yeah today. There, there's more That's important true. things than mooncake today uh, the closer you get uh, episode i think nine of uh, season two final space aired on adult swim on monday night we're here wednesday night to talk about uh, this episode and uh, we talk final space every week here at the overly animated podcast find us at overlyanimated.com. subscribe to us on itunes by searching final space overly animated on your uh, pod app, podcasting app or YouTube at youtube.com slash overly animated. Big spoilers for this episode. We're really into the plot stuff now this season, so make sure you have seen the closer you get. Michelle, what are your thoughts on this big episode of Final Space? Uh, oh my god, I was gonna say, oh, this is terrible. I was gonna say, like, with Avocado's character, I was feeling a lot of whiplash, but he literally gets whipped in this episode. Hey. So, hey. but it's just like, okay, so like, we've accepted he was dead. Last episode, they they went to the past, and then his memory got wiped, and now he's evil, and, and maybe he'll die from that gunshot, like... He could be I dead just, again, yeah. Yeah, and why do we have, like, three villains now? We have him, we have evil possessed avocado, we have what maybe Lord Commander, and then we have that guy from episode two. <laughs> He's not come back, I don't think <laughs> he counts. The guy, he, they all could come back. Like, they keep acting like they're going to show back up, so it's like, why do we keep adding more villains? I think we have one, uh, we have Invictus, yeah. that's Invictus possessing avocados, that's the main villain. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm really surprised that Avocado's just gone now. He was only there for two episodes, and he's already gone again. And I feel like Lil Cotto didn't progress really anywhere new in those two episodes in terms of his relationship with his dad. So, okay, sure. Uh, Very little Kevin, but, you know, that's fine. I'm sure they're saving all the good stuff for the finale. Um, I mean, I'm kind of like, I'm a little confused where Quinn is exactly because if she's in this dimension where there's just a million dead Garys from different timelines, how is she still alive? Like, is she eating anything? Can she breathe there? <laughs> like, how is she still alive? Everyone else in that dimension seems to be dead. Like, what's keeping her together? Yeah, these are good questions we can get to at the end. of These are end of podcast questions, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, the Triforce stuff was like the mo- They did a room reference. I'm so happy. And I forgot Shannon was even a character in the first season, but she totally was. And she got to go on a date with him, sort of. And we learned that he changes gender every six months. And that's interesting. So he can be in love with himself and have that technically be two versions of himself. But, I mean, I don't know. I didn't dislike this episode, but I'm just kind of like, wow. It's, it's okay. All right. <laughs> Let's see where we go next week. Okay. That's... <laughs> Yeah, Michelle. Uh, I don't know how to describe that emotion, but that th- that's I don't <laughs> okay. We'll we'll we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll figure. We'll figure. We'll we don't fig- need to put labels on the confusion of yeah. our co-hosts. Um. Okay. We don't have to. That's true. We'll see. We'll see if we can uh, dissect these feelings later on. Uh. But April, uh, how are you? How are you feeling about this episode of Final Space? Um. Okay. So this episode was very creepy. Um. Yes. Creepy Gary horrified me, and I, no joke, had a nightmare about it. Did you re- tell us about the nightmare? That's the most important part. <laughs> well, I was being attacked by possessed Gary, and I was like, this face is haunting. Also, that guy Phil was creepy looking, too. Yeah. Like, this is so... Yeah, so there was a lot of um, creepiness in this episode. I don't think Avocado is dead. 
Um, I he's he or Invictus inside of Avocado. Yeah. Um, but I guess Invictus is our real villain, so that's kind of nice to know. Like, wh- who who are biggest opposing forces? Because um, we've kind of been like, who is it? What are we doing? Um, so now we know. Um, I'm started. I wondered if like that was actually Quinn or if it was like a mm. fabrication to kind of lure them to so that Invictus mm. Invictus could like possess people, right? So um, that was kind of, I guess, like one of my thought processes. But yeah, like ov- overall, I thought. Like, I enjoyed this episode, despite how um, unsettling it was for me. But, yeah. Okay. You liked it despite giving you nightmares. I think that's a success. Yeah. Gave you I think so, too. Like, for something to, ch- like, chill me so deeply. Nice. That, that's, kind of, that's kind of, like, enjoyable. Did you get the nightmare the night you watched it? Like, Monday night, the night you watched it live? Yes. Okay. That's yeah. Well, that's the that's the downside to watching a show like at midnight. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well I mean, it was like ten thirty for me. So. Well, okay. That that's more reasonable. Eleven thirty. That's rough. But uh, yeah. <laughs> we've we've it's stopped for that you now. guys, not yeah. for me. <laughs> okay. That's good. That's good. <laughs> Alex, what are your thoughts on this episode? I will say that the creepiness is one of the strongest parts of this episode. I love whenever Final Space does this kind of uh, more out there imagery than they usually do, like similar to the Arachnitex. So like it's got a similar vibe going on of just like otherworldliness and they, they get to flex their muscles there and I, I really enjoy like you know the corpse tree and, and the design of Phil. So like all that is really strong. Avocado stuff I have no idea really what to think because last week we kind of went over what do we do if avocado has come back just to recover his memory and then die again and we're kind of there like he got his memory back sort of but just in time to get possessed now he's a vessel Um, and so the avocado we know still isn't really back so it's kind of we kind of got like left in a little bit of a limbo there <laughs> um i'll say that the moment and the, the the climax of the episode is still pretty strong like seeing little Cotto have to shoot his dad even though it's not really his dad and you know like it, it's it still hurts a, a little bit but like it, again it's just like it's surrounded by all this uh, meta stuff of like why are we bringing avocado back in the first place that do- doesn't seem to have really been cleared up yet so that that kind of blurs it a little bit for me but i mean Again, like this is a bit, uh, an episode that feels very dense in terms of like all the stuff it wants to do and the stuff it wants to get across, and I appreciate that they're that they're going for it every time, and yeah, and and Tribor is like the B plot, and I, I I need to hear what you guys think about, <laughs> about it because all that's another situation. It's like I I am very confused. <laughs> I think we're all going to be confused about that, but. <laughs> 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 a lot of time devoted to him this episode. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I love, love seeing the Tribor B plot, but, um, yeah, I, this is a good episode. I like the closer you get. Last week's was good. Um, this, this, I, I, I think I had a similar reaction to you guys. It's like interesting to see what we're going to do with Avocado. And I, I think like we avoid the biggest fear you guys had last week, which is that Avocado just recovers his memories and then is just like, what was the point of killing him and bringing him back for now? Like, at least like, like, Killing him at least is like avoiding uh, the convenient resurrection with no consequence, and I don't know. Like this is this is an interesting thing, I guess we're doing, and we're immediately addressing this. So I, I, I'm 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 interested in what we're doing, but it was all like, oh, he's dead again. That was my reaction. I assume we're not going to see him again next episode. I also assume he's de- he isn't actually dead, um, but. Yeah, this this episode, uh, it, it's it's a lot. There's a lot of different things happening. I think like the first eight minutes of the episode aren't that exciting, but then it really kicks it into gear. Uh, the strongest part of the episode is the the dark stuff, the creepy stuff. Um, once Gary goes into the the dimensional window portal, I think everything there is really fantastic. Um, and then at the end, it's it's really fast and a lot of plot things and. It is very affecting. I think they're cashing in on a lot of excellent little Kato character work we've done. Um, I don't necessarily disagree that what we're doing with Avocado and Lokato is, isn't bringing anything new to the table. I just think it's more of this good 
father-son drama dynamic like that the season's been digging into i think the little kato stuff continues to be the strongest of the season um that yeah like this is the payoff to episode four and some other stuff we've done and i think it's it's really good uh the tribor stuff was uh i at first it was like infuriated me and then on second viewing it didn't infuriate me as much so i don't know we'll talk about it but uh yeah the show is a lot i i i'll say no i think this episode and last episode really like hammer home for me the one of the two biggest problems of the season which is that this 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 season every episode almost it introduces a new mythology element and then dramatizes it in the same episode um i think this season's suffering from a lack of more serialization which i think like Olin knows and like talked about that they got a lot of pushback from the network on not being more like wanting them to not be serialized but um you know like this episode it's like like gary is like seriously hurt from uh like invictus like possessing avocado and Gary from this dimension window. All of that is like new. And it's like, I have no time to digest what any of this means. Like the show just keeps adding stuff on last week, the time, like that you can go back in time and save people. And then immediately we bring avocado back. Like it's too much for me. Um, I, I think like the, you know, I have no sense of what the show's mythology is because we just keep adding, kind of adding stuff on and then doing stuff with it. I would like more built, more setup. And then you, you later in the season, you kind of play on. There's, there's, there wasn't really the setup part of this. So this is, this is, um, I think kind of been a consistent thing. I hope that the last few episodes of the season, we can dig into some things we've already presented more, but I don't, I don't know. Like at least now we have, uh, Invictus in play and that could be pretty exciting. Um, but yeah, I don't, the, the season, the, I like that the season's kicked in into gear and we have some interesting things in play to talk about. Um, I guess we should start with, you know, is, is Gary like dying? Is Avocado no, dead? No, he's not dying. He's, he's in like fine. a space sci-fi recovery tube. I don't think he's fine. I think he's he, going to be, he, I bet by next episode, he's going to be pretty okay. He's at least going to be fine enough to fight something. I mean, what do you mean to really fight stretch? something? What do you mean? I mean, he's probably gonna have to fight. <laughs> Who are we fighting? Fight. What are we fighting? <laughs> oh, no. Uh, I have, Hugh, I Hugh, I uh, Cl- Clarence and Hugh fight for the ship, and Gary's unable to, you know, intervene. I don't know. Don't they still need any dimensional keys? I feel like they don't have all of them yet. Uh, I, 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 do we really care about the dimensional keys anymore? <laughs> the season has cared about it way longer than we expected. I think. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we do I don't know. Gary, I assume will be. What if the show killed off Gary? That'd be pretty bold. I mean, they bring him cool, back, but they won't. back. I mean, then they I just bring him back later. A, though a good state to be like, you can't change the past, but apparently you can't change the past, and it's worse now. So they could absolutely bring Gary back if he died. I could see them. I, I, I like. He's in like a. The, the, he put, Little Kato puts him in this tube and puts his helmet, the Lavocado's helmet on top. I assume Gary's not just going to be recovered next episode. Like, this will take at least a few episodes to sort out. Um, at least one episode. At least one episode. Although the show's moving so fast that, yeah. It's, again, it's moving so fast. So, like, he might be fine by the end of the episode. Like, Avocado recovered, like, most of his memory in one episode, but he hadn't in, like, the three months that they've been flying around looking for current gary i mean what are the chances of that uh that's true but i don't know yeah. it's a show uh it's not a good reason again it's not a good reason because like again he remembers little kato literally like three minutes before he gets possessed yeah that i mean i think i would say like too. the emotional stress is like triggering his memories and they were just like flying around doing nothing before and now like big things are happening and that's like triggering stuff for him That'd be, I guess that would be my explanation, but I don't know. Yeah, so Avo- Avocado, he's, uh, so we think Gary will be fine, I guess. Avocado's, uh, we, we, do we all think he's not dead now? At I the don't end? think he's not dead. dead. No. Not yet. Yeah, not yet. <laughs> but what if the conclusion is like, he gets unpossessed and he's slowly dying from the the wound shot. And and little Kato's like cradling his head in his hands. He's like, son, like now I can say all the stuff I couldn't say when I got killed the first time. And I'm proud of you and you'll do great. And he gets his closure. And that's the whole point of bringing his character back. That's honestly what I'm thinking they're going to do. Because, again, the cast is too freaking full. We cannot have Avocado. Like we're going to have to get rid of at least three more people. For this to okay, make sense, and I think tell, me, who, tell me who's dying. Who else is dying then, Michelle? For getting rid of uh, more uh, people, maybe Clarence. 
That'd be maybe good. Fox. Yeah. Oh, I don't want Fox. I can't go Fox. He's not a Maybe thing you. And maybe Mooncake. Oh, <laughs> okay. no. Oh, no. They haven't been in the show that much, so they're the easiest. I just want Michelle to keep listing characters until she lists everyone except for Kevin. That's I will the- never list <laughs> Kevin. He's terrible. Uh, I, Kevin so- is an immortal. He, he basically is. A, I mean, he, yeah. he, he like died at one point. Space. He's so lucky. It, the so like this black stuff spills out of avocado. I feel like, and then uh, then he gets sucked into the ground. Isn't that what happens? Um, yeah. yeah. Who knows what's happening there? But I mean, he's we not know, okay. dead. He's, not, well, he's probably he's not dead. I, I, I think it's in sure. play that like avocado's soul spilled out of his body and now that his body what? is totally like a vessel for invectus and maybe they can recover his soul and stick it in something else um, no something no like that. no he has to die again so little Kyle well if he'll still older. die again probably <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> it's fine he has to die again he has to little Kato and avocado are, are also kind of too similar i don't think you can have both because little Kato is the replacement for avocado for gary so it's got to be one or the other. And we we have spent, honestly, more time watching Lil' Kato bond with Gary than Avocado ever did. Don't at me. It's true. So Avocado <laughs> has to be the one to die. We're more invested in Lil' Kato now. Um, or we just do something else with Avocado, which is why I liked uh, d- possessing him and killing him. But, you know, like not really killing him. This episode. Like I, I, I think, like I said, I think this like avoids like the, the worst thing to do, which is just have him be back and be boring. And, you know, like we're doing stuff. So I'm interested to see uh, what we're doing here. I think he's just going to remain possessed until and then I don't know, maybe like his body will get dragged back into final space or something like that. Whenever they defeat Invictus. Yeah, we can, and we can always write characters off for an entire season. Like we're doing with Quinn and Lord commander. So, you know, we can, yeah. <laughs> we can that's fine. Uh, I think, I think that's probably a smart move. If, if avocado is just like a, the, the vehicle for our villain, um, because it's cool. It's effective to see this, this fan favorite character and you can sound like him and, you know, like that. I think, I think that's like an interesting thing to do. Well, and it creates is like, drama. Yeah. Too. Yeah. It, it creates a lot of drama because then they're like fighting someone they love. And Invictus mm-hmm. is like this, uh, ephemeral being. So it's, it's, this is the way yeah. to, to humanize him, I guess. Uh, yeah. I, I could see us. Yeah. I think he's going to probably stay in avocado. Um, yeah, that so uh, through the court, throughout the course of the episode, Avocado's like recovering his memories, and Little Kato's upset that uh, that he he remembers everything him but him. Yeah, right. mm-hmm. <laughs> I, could see, I could see how that'd be upsetting. Yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> it was still kind of funny though. Like, <laughs> no, <laughs> like it was it was heartbreaking, but it was also like there was still a, like a small part of me that yeah. like kind of chuckled because I was like, this is the joke we're doing this episode. <laughs> Yeah, no, I think it's trying to, it's playing on, like, dramatic irony or whatever, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And and again, the fact that this show has never really showed us, so besides from the one time travel episode, it's never really showed us them bonding together, so even we don't have, like, the actual memories of this. Like, the the, the whole idea of a father-son relationship between Avocado and Little Kato doesn't exist. So yeah. I don't think, yeah, I agree that they haven't like shown enough to get the audience attached to like their them their relationship like in like a present sense. But I do think the season's put in the work to like avocado, little Kato's grief over avocado. Like, sure, sure, yeah. that, he, that, like, that he's been affected by yeah. it. But I mean, more like it it represents the fact that like avocado has no mem- can't remember it at all because we think it can't remember it. <laughs> yeah, that's that's it's a commentary on the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but yeah, I, th- I think I think we're mostly playing on uh, Little Kato's perspective and the work we put in with him this season. I, I think I think it's pretty effective what we're doing um, with him. Although you know, it, it's it's very fast. I'd like some, I guess, some time for him to reflect. Maybe I don't know if we'll, I don't know if we'll get that, or we'll just move very fast paced plot into more stuff. But not that I'm opposed to that after we were had a quiet first half of the season. Um, and uh, yeah, Avocado remembers stuff about like uh, with the Lord Commander. He has this memory of the. Uh, uh, of these dimension, the clear water and and the dimension pools. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, the uh, the order. Oh yeah, the order of the twelve. He goes there with the Lord Commander. I was very excited to see the order of the twelve back. Actually, um, that was like one episode from last season, and I thought that was like mm-hmm. one of their most intriguing mm-hmm. sci-fi concepts we've done. So I would love to see if like if the order of the twelve was like a bigger part of the show. Um, but yeah, they the the order of the twelve person like points them to the 
the Clearwater Portal, which is like a window to other dimensions, and then the, um, and uh, they they go there with uh, Gary, and Gary like drinks the the water to uh, after going over the waterfall. I don't know the waterfall, but there's a waterfall too. And uh, the point is, Gary's in the uh, in the, the portal after drinking the liquid space time, and then we get this dark stuff. So Olin was really hyping this episode as like the darkest episode of Final Space. Um, and, uh, I guess like, you know, Gary and Avocado both get like shot a bunch of times. That, that's, that's pretty dark. And then, (laughs) (laughs) and also, also Gary just sees a lot of creepy stuff in, in the dimension stuff. First, we see the formless creatures of the dark. They want Gary to climb the corpse tree. Um, I thought that was fun. And, uh. And, oh, uh, that wasn't really scary. It was just kind of fun because Gary's like back talking them the whole time, so it, it makes it feel a little more chill. It's, yeah, yeah. It, 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 I, I think the 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 aesthetic they had of like dark and creepy, but also like um, the the cynical humor of the show playing on top of that. I think that was pretty effective. Um, I feel like the show could do more like uh, horror element stuff, and it would and it would succeed like it does in this episode. That would be exciting. I'd I'd watch that. Yeah, I, I feel I feel like this was a good pi- <laughs> this was a good pilot for the horror final space season. We could do more with that. Um, the uh, we also get uh, uh, Phil. Yeah, um, Phil's my favorite part of this episode. <laughs> he has the like, best voice. He does. Who voiced him? I don't know. I don't know. That. Oh, Phil, no. Phil, he's uh, he was help his pocket peepers. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, little baby hands. <laughs> baby hands. Yeah, it's it's it was just stupid. It was like this is this is great. This is final space. This is great. I loved I loved <laughs> Phil. There's no point, but it does is Phil. So that made me wonder because we have that one character who has all of those hands everywhere. Oh, yeah. oh so, you, do you see a connection? <laughs> yeah, is oh. there a connection mm. between the two of them? Because okay. that's a lot of hands. <laughs> wow, so that's his like a uh, child. It's all the baby hands there. He keeps them in there, Ew. in his pocket yeah. for safekeeping. Is the is there a butt hand in Phil's pocket? Probably. Yeah, probably. <laughs> it's true. Um, then we'll, okay, and then we get Gary sucked into the this uh, this portal. The talking to Quinn and um, Quinn's. Li- so Quinn's back. This is a big thing. We haven't seen Quinn in a long time. Yeah. Except for Nightfall, it was... which it looks exactly like Quinn, but... Right. <laughs> yes, she has white streaks in her hair. So... <laughs> and some scars. Were we happy and to see scars. Quinn here? Uh, I guess? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> like, okay, we didn't really... I mean, we got Quinn last season, and she... I mean, she was kind of a character, but she wasn't really... And then she's been gone like the entirety of this season, and all that we, I guess we really have of her this season is just that Gary's trying to rescue her from Final Space, and then like we get her, but it's like so short. And I, I mean, like I, I'm happy that Gary got to speak to her if it was actually her, but I'm not. All, I'm also not unconvinced that they were just trying to lure like Gary or anybody to like the whatever world they were in so that Invictus could like possess them kind of thing. So. Yeah. The theory that this isn't Quinn, um, I think it could still be Quinn and it still could be a trap from Invictus. Like, um, yeah, like Invictus like allowed the message to go out in order to draw. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To draw him. And I feel like it's maybe more of that. Um, but I guess like regardless of what it, it could be fake Quinn, but it doesn't matter in this specific episode. Cause Gary thinks it's real Quinn. Um, yeah. Yeah, but it, it, uh, maybe we'll see more of that. You know, will Gary but, make it to, to Final Space, not just in, like, this window portal? Like, will he get there by the end of the season? I don't know. That could be. But the the other thing that's, I guess, like, interesting about that is that, like, she's sending out this message, but then she's also like, you shouldn't have come don't here. Don't come here. Yeah, that's yeah. so confusing to me. It's like, why would you send a message? Because usually when you send messages, people go where the message well, okay, is. Well, okay, so well, it's true, but as Quinn sees, there's... All- Every single like other 
um, type of Gary and all the other alternate dimensions. All the alternate Garys always come to her. So she's trying to be like, I know you're going to come because every other Gary has come. So don't come. Like he, she needs to send a message out or else he's going to come because she's seen all the other Gary stuff. I don't think they came. No, they, they didn't. I don't think they came for her. I think it was just because like she's in the dimension where all the other Garys. Oh, that's true. That's used true. To all, be the the Garys, sacrifice all the other Garys sacrificed themselves. You're right. Yeah. Exactly. Like none of their Garys came well, to okay, fight so, her because they're already dead. So still, okay. Same, same concept. Um, she knows Gary always ends up dying. So she's worried about that. And she's like, don't go stay away from the danger. Like, but uh, she, she also knows that like, yeah, she knows Gary. Yeah. yeah she knows Gary. And she, um, like she knows like it she, she knows that if she had sent a message and he would have received it that he would go after her like i mean he did that in the first season whenever he got her yeah. distress call and she didn't even know who he was like so she i would like to believe that she knows gary much more than her sending a message telling him not to come like she knows she'll come no matter what even if she sends the message in fact like like probably sending the message only like sped this up versus like inhibiting it or you know what i mean yeah. like I, I mean look ultimately it doesn't matter like gary's obviously gonna go after quinn no matter what so yeah. Whatever. yeah no matter what but this like it's not whatever dylan because it's like well why did we bring her back for a cameo if it wasn't gonna change anything to just to reinforce the inevitable but like what yeah. what new information does that tell us that doesn't make sense I, I think that there is a possible interpretation that this is only for the purpose of reminding us that Gary's whole thing is I want Quinn. There's really no other point to the show other than I gotta get to Quinn. To, gotta he, that's like, not true though, because yeah, he's been supportive of all these characters having their own episodes. He, and then he, he also yeah. he abandoned his <laughs> quest for Quinn. Getting their episodes. Yes, <laughs> but he also abandoned his quest for Quinn to go save Avocado. Like yeah. he, liter- he did he literally that. Yeah, said that they were like, episode. "If you do this, you can't go save Quinn." And he was like, "All right, let's go get Avocado." So he already abandoned his quest. I mean, he's so. still gonna try. Um, I like mean, he's still gonna try. If, but if, if, look, so basically, I say if Quinn's coming in in the finale in like a major way, and the finale's kind of revolving around final space and Quinn, then you know we need to prime the audience for that because it's been too long. So I think this serves uh, ramping ramping us up for for some big finale thing i hope it does because i also think it was i I thought it was like a good moment on its own i thought there was a lot of drama there it was drama but it was very trite drama i mean because it's all about like oh gary like don't do the thing he's like i'm gonna do it because i love (laughs) i literally say you message saying not to i I, yeah but well i'm still gonna come stay away from you (laughs) <laughs> that was like the whole point. So, I mean, it, that. I, I mean, so you have to get Invictus into Gary, so he needs to go to final space. I think, I think seeing all the dead Garys that was like really affecting. Um, that was another really dark part of the episode. So I, I really like that. I agree. Quinn on her own isn't. You know, we're not too attached to this relationship. So this doesn't. Although I think like. You know, they, it is one of the bigger things in the show still, even though Quinn hasn't been on the show in a while. Like, that's just one of the things they've spent the most time on in the, the series run, Gary and Quinn. Um, and you know, we see final, it's not just Quinn, we see Quinn, we see final space, we see get Invictus there. So we're all kind of, we, I think we're getting like a preview of all this. And then Invictus takes the, the, the tangible form. And so he's actually affecting the plot in, in, in uh, real time. And, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Why do we need to do anything? Like, everything is just happening. That's That was, like, my original yeah. point. You know, like, so I, if the question is, like, why are we seeing Quinn? Was, you know, I don't know. It was it was nice. Whatever. <laughs> that's that's my reaction to that. She's still a character. She's not dead. Like. It is a good point. Uh, how is she alive in Final Space? Yes. Um, how I mean, is she I, slowing I, I really like the idea that April threw out earlier of, like, this Quinn being kind of bait being used by Invictus. Yeah, for, for yeah Invictus could be keeping Quinn alive to, to use his bait, yeah. Oh, my God. So she was just a damsel the whole season? We just didn't know till this episode then? If oh. her whole point was to be <laughs> alert, that's what that means then. And yeah, don't well, you tell me the show's done who that yet, cares, so whatever. Because <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> Okay, I Michelle, hope that's we not don't, it. Michelle doesn't like that idea. Okay, we'll see. I don't we'll either. See. Yeah, it's a well, bad that's, idea. That's something that we've argued with about like Quinn's character since the show began. Like, yep. 
Agency, that, the whole agency of her being able to make the decision to go into final space that was like her taking destiny into her own hands instead of waiting yes. behind like every other time they tried it but then now it's all like oh just kidding she can't do anything is all up to that's, so that's, that's a good point that that if they did this that would like defeat the purpose of the the, the great stuff they did in the finale so let's not do that probably if they do it there's gonna be like <laughs> some... doing... <laughs> maybe that's what happens <laughs> there's gonna be some wrinkles if they do that it'll be some wrinkles to it so we'll see then Quinn will like say Quinn will be the one that saves the day in the finale. She'll break out. She'll like it'll be like a twist. Like like in, oh, Invictus was using her as bait, and then it's like oh, she had the upper end the whole time, and she was planning something, right. and her plan goes into action. Like you know, I could see something like that. I mean, that would be lovely. I honestly will, am not expecting that though. Yeah, I'm not gonna hold. <laughs> how how like honestly? I mean, that. I know I'm saying this a lot, but who's expecting anything at this point? I mean, I feel like it's it's really hard to speculate about the show because they're gonna add. Well, it's hard to speculate about the overarching plot of what the show is gonna do, but I do think there is basis to have low expectations with regards yeah. to Quinn as a character. Yeah. Like that. That's specifically. Yeah, we, we've we've had a, a lot of instances at this point. You're right that like we can't predict story details because we keep adding uh, like mythology, and so that that like keeps throwing you for a loop but i mean i'm i'm in agreement that i would be very worried if like we're gonna integrate quinn back in like there's just like so much baggage already that you can easily bring us back to some like whirlpool of nonsense right so so yeah i i I agree that like we should be skeptical of what we're doing with quinn um considering the show wasn't great with it in season one that being said at the end of season one i was like one of the biggest things we need to do is not do quinn and gary again and they really haven't so you know i mean they they solved it by writing quinn out but like you know we they like the show has uh not repeated the mistakes of season one so far so we'll see We'll see. It was was nice to see Quinn. Okay, so then. (laughs) I don't know. I'm glad she's not dead, but I don't know how to That's good. Probably she's not dead unless that's fake Quinn, but we'll see. Then, uh, yeah, Gary gets possessed and um, April had nightmares about it. And then uh, (laughs) Avocado. She just looked so creepy. It was really creepy. This whole episode is really creepy. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. Um, Avocados then possessed and uh, shooting shoots Gary and little Kato is, is forced to shoot his dad. Man, sad. I saw that coming. Yeah, <laughs> it's the most dramatic thing. Yeah, um, and this episode does a lot with the the, the drama of like uh, Gary taking over as little Kato's dad for Avocado. Um, you know. Then... Oh yeah, that's what like Invictus was like whispering to him inside yeah. of his head. Yeah. So. I'm, but I mean, at the same time, like you'd been dead, avocado. Yeah, <laughs> like, come on, man. You're not in the picture. <laughs> yeah, and you only just regained your memories of your son. I don't think you have a right to be upset. Um. Yeah. I mean, so yeah, it, the specifics, but I guess the general emotional concept of like Gary fills the void in Avocado's life, but then the person he's filling the void for comes back, so that creates an inherent drama. I think that they're playing on here. Um, and we take that with the form of him being possessed by a demon god thing, and she, I don't, yeah. So, but it's it, in a basic story form. I think that that checks out what we're doing. It's presented in this crazy way, like the show does. Um, but I, I think I think that's a good thing if the show's going to anchor its its crazy mythology jumps in some um, understandable kind of character drama. Like it, it, that, that's probably good. And then so that's why you, I guess you do the the possession thing. Um, I, I, I don't know. So we'll see with Avocado. Uh, he, will he, we all think he's alive. Will he stay possessed, be, stay possessed by Invictus? Probably. I think that's what we're doing. Yep. Yeah. So what, what, who, what, what, will we see that next episode? We'll see. Um, what, what else from the non-tribor stuff before we get into that? Um, <laughs> um I, I don't know if this is like a big thing, but, um, is there any possible, with the introduction of, possession by invictus is it possible that lord commander was possessed the entire first season i saw that i saw a theory from about about that from somewhere yeah that, that i could see that that would explain like why he's such a completely different person than from how gary's dad knew him yes that's true i remember that i'm like oh that hasn't been a thing in a while um so, like surely that like i mean that would explain it especially if like what invict like Given what Invictus was doing to, like, Avocado and the fact that he was sort of amplifying that feeling, those feelings of, like, I guess, resentment towards Gary. Um, So, 
I mean, that would explain Lord Commander, like, easily. I don't know what resentment he has, but it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> and I saw some some post by Olin on, on Reddit or something at some point so in, indicated Invictus is, like, the series-long villain. Um, so I think it would make sense if he was in play in season one and we just didn't know it. Um, I guess he's, he's the hand that takes the birth, so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they, I could say, I could see that that would be interesting bringing Lord, Lord Commander back into the mix. We saw more Lord Commander this episode. That was fun too. Um, you know. I kind of miss him. He's a better villain than all the other villains we've had going on this season. I mean, we haven't really had a consistent villain. Like the that, Red so. Guy, yeah, and now Possessed Kato. I mean, yeah, he's, this Commando is his, this is his breakout episode, so we'll see him. Uh, Lord Commander, I do listen more than this Lord Commander too. Um, yeah, we had the Hugh Clarence stuff. I don't I have no comments on that. Um, Alex, was it nice to see <laughs> Hugh stand up for himself? And uh, who? Oh, <laughs> his uh, Hugh Hubby Dooby. Oh, um, oh, god. <laughs> Uh, Hugh, he's still sad. He's still depressed. Um, but he, he has this yeah, big moment. Yeah, he does. But like, also, Clarence is a real asshole. So it's like anybody would do that in his in their situation. So like, uh, good good for Hugh. But like, also at the same time, that just the only thing that sticks in my head is that the uh, like in the beginning it's like, but well, when will someone fix Hugh? Oh my yeah. god, that's yeah. a summary of his character this season. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so that's, that's why like it's getting hard to even remember like what he does in the episodes because like the only time he but, shows up is just to be you know like depressed. They've kind of just made one joke with Hugh the entire season, I feel like. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, like, it's, 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 I love him. Uh, He's great. But also, like, you know, I, I just, I wish he could do more. Yeah, I think he's one of the biggest uh, sufferers from the crowding that we've had because he's, he only has enough time to do the same joke and we haven't had time to explore Mm -hmm. uh, more things with him. Also, Mooncaker doesn't talk here, but yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. And there's, there's other people do other, yeah. We, the, the memory sticks thing in the beginning, the whipping, I thought that was fun. Yeah. Yeah. It, well, it was fun. <laughs> it was fun. It was. Uh, okay. Mem- a good old fashioned memory whipping. Yeah. That's fun. I mean, uh, I, I thought it was like a good, um, like way to have everyone together. Cause yeah. that's kind of what like that beginning <laughs> little bit always Bring, is. bring everyone together by, yeah. by the, the new whipping. version of playing that game together is the yeah, whipping really of is. avocado. They, yeah. really, there's, just, yeah. there's just something about like making one of the traits of Clarence being a sexual deviance that's like very like it checks uh, out to very, me. It really tiny. does. It, it, I didn't, it I checks out, but well, like also like the whole idea of joking about the S and M stuff, like I don't know, it just it, it feels off for me. I'm tired. I, of I did appreciate that when it was Fox's turn, he's like. I'm really upset you don't remember me, but you also don't know me. Like, yeah, you should. I'm glad that me, we yeah. at least like recognize. <laughs> at least that. we address that. Yeah, it's true. Okay. Okay, we need to talk about Tribor and the B plot here. Um, okay. okay. Yes. We're bringing in Shannon. Um, Shannon. Shannon T, his least favorite of the two Shannons. I was hoping it was yes. Shannon L. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I, there's, this is a really good scene when they're going back and forth about the resistance, the rebellion. And don't tell me it's the insurrection. You know, like I thought <laughs> like, this is this is like an epitome of what they're doing with the the, the resistance plot line, parodying those types of sci-fi things. And, and they had a great exchange with that. And she like confesses her love to Tribor. We already knew that, though. I guess she hadn't told Tribor before, She hadn't though. told into mm-hmm. his face. Yeah. yeah. So we get the, the stunning conclusion to this hanging cliffhanger <laughs> from before where we... She loved Tribor. Also, I thought she was dead. Yeah, she, she was also one of the people, right, that seemed like they died in the finale. So, I don't know. But everyone's alive from the finale. That's fine. And uh, tri- Tribor, uh, Tribor's in love with, in love with himself. And um, we learn that every six months... Their gender changes from male to female, and they're in love with each other. But I've only got one set of goods at a time, so I'm friends with myself without benefits. It's tearing me apart, Shannon. Yes, the room <laughs> best line. That is the best part. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And uh, so, okay, let's talk this part. Um, so he call he also Trevor also calls himself the. Uh, the some patron saint of the unbinary earlier um as one of his titles um so yeah it's it, interesting gender stuff we're doing with tribor here michelle do you have uh takes on this 
I mean, it all checks out to me. I enjoy spending time with him, but I will say, like, the juxtaposition of this playing out for so long in the episode versus the little Kato avocado stuff, it it did, I think, in some ways make it harder to take the the full drama of the the father-son dynamic seriously. We kept jumping back to this. So maybe that's a little unfortunate, but, like, Triper on his own was great. Okay, so you were into what we're doing with us. Oh, yeah, totally. I mean, I think it makes so much sense that, like, he's just so in love with himself, but also it's fraught with him not being able to be two versions of himself at the same time. And the fact that Shannon got to go on a date with him by wearing a mirror so he could pretend he was with his (laughs) other self, like, that's amazing. It was great. Okay, yeah, it certainly makes sense for this character, I would say. Yes. Uh, April, what was your reaction to this this plot line? Um, I agree with Michelle that, like, uh, I wish that we had done it at a different time and not trying to, like, mix it in with all of the other, like, darker stuff that we were, uh, like, touching on in this episode. Um, I don't know, like, it was, I guess, like, it's good to love yourself, so that's a good message. Mm. Um, and, but... I don't know, like, the whole thing with Shannon and, like, the mirror, I was like, this is a little, a little much, so, I I don't know. I, I like, it, I just have, it, it, I don't know. (laughs) That's okay. Okay, yeah, and Alex, you said you want to, you were... Maybe similar to April, I <laughs> unsure reaction to this. Right, yeah. Like my my initial reaction was, why are we doing this with him? <laughs> why and not, like, Alex? That's the obvious. Well, response. well, look, and, and look. After thinking it through, I think I figured out like what's what's my issue here. It's uh, for. I mean, if you listen to this podcast, you probably enjoy adult animation, so it's possible you may have also watched BoJack Horseman. Bojack Horseman does a somewhat similar thing where it explores a different sexual orientation for a character, in this case, asexuality with Todd. But it does it, but Todd is the most comedic character of the cast. It introduces it in a very comedic and silly way. So it's kind of hard to give it the seriousness it deserves. And I feel like it's a similar situation that I feel with Tribe, where it's like, this is like the first time we're touching on like different. And sexuality in this show and we're doing it with the with the silliest least serious character possible we're introducing it in such an over-the-top silly way so like it, it, I, I like that it's exploring different identities but i also feel weird that like the first exposure to it that we have is with the one character that we take the least seriously in the entire show so uh, like that that kind of like inner confused that that's part of why i feel confused about how to feel about it because like uh on his face it's like oh okay this is a ridiculous thing because it's tribor like who of course he has something stupid like this like that's how it feels like it's being portrayed to me and i feel like it should be treated a little bit more seriously than that yeah and i think the other thing that uh, like that's putting it into better words than I obviously did. But also, I think the thing with him, like, changing his gender every six months, like, it also adds to that, like, I don't, like, it's it's so, like, noncommittal. Well, no, like, that. that's, like, an interesting idea that you could explore, that, like, he changes his identity, and that that's, like, a thing, like, trans- transitioning, like, that's a whole thing in real life that you could, like, l- you could infuse into this character, but we treat it with such, like, uh, this, like, as this, like, high comedy, so, like, it feels like we're, n- it, you we're could in- treat it in a serious way, but instead it's portrayed as a joke, so. Yeah. Yeah, so th- this yeah, this this is good. I think we're on the right track with this and um <laughs> this is, I mean, I don't know. How, what do you even say about <laughs> I I was like pissed off at this at first. I guess my reaction was like I thought we were doing uh like portraying Tribor's non non-binary and I was like this is not good non-binary representation. That was when I first watched the episode. And this the specific part that pissed me off was. And so I I'm like I'm going to have commentary on the gender aspect of this. Uh I think this is more of a gender thing with Tribor than a sexuality thing. Um, although there's both components because he's in love with himself. Um, he's, uh, Tribor says, I've only got one set of goods at a time. So I'm friends with myself without benefits. That line was like, 
why is this so binary with the non but like it feels like oh sometimes i'm male sometimes i'm female and i have like these genitals then these genitals then i don't know like that was like uh this doesn't line up with anything i feel like this is this felt uh it just it just felt very gender binary if we're trying to portray something non-binary to me that was my initial reaction on second viewing, I think like, and, and Tribor himself says unbinary. Um, so I, I read that it's non-binary at first and it's, it's kind of confusing. I think this second watching, I think this is more of a gender fluid presentation. Um, obviously it's like, uh, an alien thing and it's sci-fi and I do think it's valid to explore fanciful uh like orientation and i don't know fanciful sorry but like fantasy like uh orientation and gender expressions that would only apply to like aliens and stuff i think that's like in play in shows like this um so i'm I'm not like pissed off at that very concept but uh yeah i don't know i guess this is some sort of gender fluid presentation um but it is through the lens of something that feels very gender binary to me you know like sometimes i'm male sometimes i'm female i don't know like uh we didn't even spend a second talking about uh you know uh any other aspect like and it's felt like genitals always connected to gender and if it just it just felt very grounded in a narrow definition of gender to me um and i think we could have done more interesting things that would have been more progressive if we broke out of that slightly not that it's invalid if someone were to feel this way if tribor is valid for feeling this way of course um i think the presentation the show has of it uh it 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 feels very binary and so i you know second viewing i think it's okay i i think the the big maybe the the bigger or uh, other point is what alex said which is like this is not a good first uh different sexuality or gender presentation in the show this is uh this is, uh, you know, presented as a jokey thing. Everything's a joke in Final Space, but it's, um, it would have been good if we recently had this with Young Justice. Uh, why are you doing this first? Let's do something else first. And then Young Justice eventually <laughs> did something good. Yeah, it's, it's, it's immediately did something much better. It's like, you should have reversed those. Uh, so maybe we'll get something better. So here's all in commenting on Reddit because. The great thing about Final Space is we will immediately get commentary from the creator on, <laughs> on things that are happening. Oh it's so nice. It actually is like so refreshing. No other show we don't hear anything from for any creators. Olin says, uh, uh, "Hey, what's up, Olin? Here, okay. Tribor and Clarence are not <laughs> Tribor and Clarence are not good enough representation for the LGBTQ community. Uh, there is a gay character on the show, but we just haven't revealed it yet." Um, then he deleted this next part, by the way, but we got a screen cap. It's right under everyone's noses, really, but will be in a season three. And, and then he continued. And truthfully, that character needs to be worthy of the title and actually useful. It's a sci-fi show and there are more sexualities out there in the universe. But I always saw Clarence as a bisexual and Tribor as a narcissexual. Made that completely made up fictional sexuality. Loves himself a little too much. Um, hope it makes sense. Promise it's coming, but needs to be done right. Okay. So Olin promises, a, this is the classic, I, I, a gay character's coming, don't worry. <laughs> this is, we've heard this is a lot. Is it going to be Fox? Like, who would it possibly be? Okay, but let's, okay, I want to get to that in a second. But first of all, the concept of, um, you know, I guess we could get to that. But yeah, Olin says, oh, I, the, the broad point of like, what we've got here is not good enough representation being acknowledged immediately. That's, that's good. Like, yes, do you yeah. agree? So, um, that's step one, and then uh, not that this, this stuff with Tribor is necessarily. I, like I had some issues with it, but it's not like invalid. It's just like um, you know we could have we could have other things too. And um, uh, Tribor being uh, Tribor being narcissexual, I focused on the gender aspect of it. Um, this like fictional sexuality where you love yourself. I think that, that that's uh, it's not a good first thing to show, but I think that's a fine like sci-fi concept to explore. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. guess. Okay. Um, okay. So who's gay is <laughs> that we get to play? I feel like we've played this with half the shows we've covered. It's like a gay character's coming. Who's gay? <laughs> this is, this always happens. Um, so does that mean we're getting, no, cause he said it's right under, it's under our your nose. nose. So yeah. he, I feel, I feel like he edited out that part right under everyone's noses because maybe we, we shouldn't be done that. But, uh, because it, it, you could interpret it as a new character, but in season three, but if it's under everyone's noses, then it's probably a character we know already. Yeah. Uh, um, but like who? Right. First you jump to like Fox or Ash, right? Yeah. Because uh, we don't really know them. But they, I think that would be unsatisfying for each one. I mean, Ash, maybe it's if, if Ash was. Oh my god! It would check out if it's Kevin. Explain this. Is Kevin capable Gary. of love? He loves oh. Gary. It's just but really, really. That just, that kind just means of his Gary sexual. 
No, no. Kevin is Gary. He loves multiple things, but Gary's just the ultimate. Also, first. Kevin would not one of my contenders here. I think Kevin could totally be the gay person. I'm not surprised we went here. Oh, it's talking about Kevin's a robot. It's gonna uh, be. It's gonna be like Ava. Okay. I mean, it's Jane Lynch. So yeah, that that makes sense. Uh, 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 but then so, why did she hook up with Hugh in like a a fake well, like, like they're, they're genderless AIs? You know, like it's. Uh, she had well, that, that, this episode, she's like, I'm impressed, Hugh. Like, why is she impressed if she's gay? I don't know about that. Should be impressed with someone if you're not attracted. That's the rule, yeah. Dylan. You just can't. Be <laughs> let, let me just throw out the the, the pessimistic view. The, wor- the worst character you could do that with is Clarence, right? Because well, okay, he, well, well Owen he in the post says Clarence is bisexual. Yeah, he says Clarence oh. isn't good enough here. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, because I, I'm just saying that like, would be the they, worst. They, yeah, they portrayed him as a sexual deviant so far, so like it'd yeah. be a very, very bad form to make him the gay character. Yeah, and I think I think I think and I think Owen's saying like we kind of understand that that that's why we're not focusing on that aspect of Clarence. Um, you know, Gary could be bi, Quinn could be bi, either one of them could be gay, because of course, as always, even if someone should displays attraction to the opposite gender, doesn't mean they're not uh, homosexual, because, you know, people can discover things about them afterwards, that happens to real people. Um, I think I know who this is. Who? Uh, Tell us! I, I believe it's a little Kato. Um... <gasps> Really? And I actually think this is the best case scenario because I think Little Kato is the best character on the show. Um, I think it would be a fantastic plot line to like have him like, like it always pisses me off when shows are like, we'll get there eventually in terms of uh, like having a gay character. Um, it's like you could, you show straight people right away. You can show gay people right away too. But if it's a kid and he's like learning things about himself, then that kind of actually makes sense to me. That would um, be very like, I don't know. Brave? Is that the right word? I don't know. Like that would be, it would be like exciting to explore that. So here's here's my evidence. As we speak, Olin is uh, having an AMA on Reddit, as if he doesn't always have. You just follow this stuff, Dylan. (laughs) Why would he do an AMA if he responds to comments? (laughs) (laughs) We love it. We love it. It's great. Uh, So uh, one of the questions was: uh, Are a little Kato and Ash ever going to get together? And oh. surprisingly, Olin answered, I, I, I don't think they ever will. I think they're just going to be really good friends. Happy face. Um, which is interesting because Ash okay, clearly yeah. has a crush on little Kato earlier this season. But yeah, that adds credence to the little Kato. Is right. Gay. Well, he would yeah. say that if we're, little Kato is going to be gay later. Okay. So, and so. this, this actually be extremely spo- spoilers for season three of Stranger Things. Skip one minute ahead. Uh, this, this would be very similar to, uh, what they did in season three of Stranger Things with, uh, Steve and Robin, where it's like, oh, it's a romance, yeah. it's a crush, Steve's a crush, but then it's like, uh, Ash is a crush, but no, uh, actually one of them is gay and they just had a bond that they're developing the whole time. I feel like that's what we're doing with, uh, with, with Ash and, and Little Kato, and I think that'd be fantastic. I think that would be nice. Yeah, I'd be super into that. Okay, that's they my can't optimistic. Know each other's people, and the dumb romance won't be their entire relationship. That'd yeah. be great. Yeah. yeah. Also, little Kato just learned about puberty this season. Yeah, he's <laughs> figuring things out. I'm telling you, this is my th- this is my big theory here. I don't know. Maybe it's Kevin though. Maybe it's. <laughs> oh my! Maybe it's both of them. Maybe what that's if, the what real. If, what if uh, everyone's just gay on the show? That would be good. Um, be really nice. What, what if it's Invictus? Have we considered Invictus? Mm, no, but maybe. <laughs> okay. Um, oh, the, the closing out the Tribor stuff. Uh, we uh, we the, the mirror date, and then uh, Tribor says, "I named myself Tribor because even if I tried to bore you, I can't. I'm too interesting." I love that this is his name origin. It is so like I never expected to get it, but it's, it just checks out. <laughs> so stupid. Quiet, hundred percent. Tribor. It's in the name. It's a pretty iconic quote from Tribor about that. It's like, were you holding on to this this whole time? Yes. <laughs> Right. Should be try hard. He's trying too hard. Yeah. No, but he's he's accomplishing he... a lot as the resistance leader. Yeah. <laughs> he's, pr- he's, tra- sure. he's trying an appropriate amount. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I thought that was great. Okay, well, uh, Michelle. Anything else from this episode? Closing thoughts. I hope little Kyle's gay now. That's all. <laughs> okay, I'm glad I sold you on it. 
<laughs> I'm like pretty sure Kevin might just be gay, so like, you know that's fine. We don't need. You are the expert. I'll trust. I'll trust you if you say Kevin's probably gay. I'm going to trust you on this. Matter. I mean, that fridge didn't count because it wasn't. It didn't have a gender. They just put lips and eyeballs on it. Like that's true. The what? fridge is good. The fridge is good. Kind that of does not really count. <laughs> He's just mimicking Gary because he doesn't know what his feelings mean. But I understand them for you, Kevin. It's okay. I understand. That's my first <laughs> thought. Okay, that's good. A- what if you and there. Kevin explore their sexualities together? Okay, Alex, close it. No, Alex, no, what's your closing I'm thoughts? Sorry. Talk about that. At a higher level than Hugh this season. Okay. He's okay. helped way more. I'm sorry, Alex, but I cannot wow. let that happen. Wow. I can't. Did you know there's like a portion of the fandom that just hates Kevin? Like, uh,. I didn't what? know this. People think Kevin's like, why is he on the show? He's so useless to the group. Oh my god, that just fills me with more joy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that means it's not boring, right? You did a good job of either you really love a character or really hate them. Good, if you man. just can't care less, that's when you're really doomed. So okay. thank god Kevin's not there. Thank god people hate Kevin. Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay, let's go back to April. April, what are your final thoughts here? Um, final thoughts on final space. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Bring on the creepy. Let's do more creepy things. And I also really hope that Lil Cotto is gay. <laughs> April uh, says more creeps, more gay. Yep. That's a good. Uh, so hopefully go. not creepy gays. Yeah, I mean that's. I guess that's what we're doing with Clarence, and that's why it's not good. But yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, Alex. Final thoughts. So uh, the Gary and Avocado go to this place called Clearwater to go to the other to this weird dimension. Clearwater, Florida, is the headquarters of Scientology, and Scientology oh is a cult. Oh, no. And cults you know possess this? people, just like Invictus possessed Gary and then Avocado in here. So I really think that Final Space is kind of a big old metaphor about how cults destroy society, and we should be afraid of them was this on reddit or something alex no this was all my brain you just know about <laughs> clearwater florida you look up scientology on your own time no comment <laughs> all right then i i see I, I i thought of the justin bieber song cold water i thought it was uh <laughs> <laughs> major, major laser scientology is just wow that's what i was looking like the different levels of thinking that we've got going on here it's clearly like, i'm not like, on high, alex's level high yeah. level like religion affecting society like, I, th- I thought the like name of justin the song bieber was clear song. water it's cold water yeah so yeah major laser feet justin bieber yeah that's great uh yeah, shout well, out to uh, so leah ramini special on the jehovah's witnesses but anyways is invictus trying to spread the good word uh, of the bees. No, that, that, of the bees <laughs> or psychology. Which one? That's the real Yeah, what are you talking about? When <laughs> is the lure online? that Invictus is using, just like Scientology lures people in with like wanting to test their Thedon's levels or something? You have to pay for that. Exactly. And Qu- and Gary has to pay with his life to see oh, Quinn. No, you have to pay money. They don't care about your life. They want your money. That's true. Metaphors. Theater of There's- mind. It just makes me think of how there was like this huge Scientology like church in St. Louis and like I always wanted to go in and just test and just see. But well, that's how they get you. It's but that's how they get you. you know? <laughs> so I never did it. And I don't live there anymore. So thank goodness. Yeah. So avoid <laughs> clear water, you guys. It looks tempting and you may want to touch your loved ones again after missing them for years but don't don't fall for it okay okay um there you go i have i had all all other commentary on uh, the second thing that i wasn't liking about the series we'll save it because i'm sure that'll happen again so we'll 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 see in uh future episodes of final space i don't know did we get a preview for next week i don't even see it i don't uh, i I don't think so it's too it's too yeah they don't want to spoil it yeah okay We'll see you next uh, next time. I think we have the episode titles. That's okay. Well, next week's final space. We'll be back to talk about it. Uh, let us know what you thought of our great serious discussions on the closer you get uh, <laughs> overlyanimated.com, youtube.com slash overlyanimated, or uh, discord at overlyanimated.com slash discord. I think our 
uh, Final Space channel is heating up a little bit with a lot of discussions. That's good. People are excited about Final Space. <laughs> Mostly just a handful of people. That's okay. Wow. And uh, it's, uh, yeah, come come talk Final Space there. Come support us uh, via Patreon at patreon.com slash overlyanimated. Thanks to our current patrons, especially our patron of the podcast. Uh, Michael, aka Mickey, and thanks as well to our patron executive producers, Ryan, Steve, Alex, Beatrice, Hugh, Michael, and Needle. Yes, we'll be back next week for next week's final space, and we have a bunch of other stuff going on at overlyanimated.com, including soon the Young Justice finale, which I brought up earlier and I think is relevant to this audience. Um, also saw a uh, final space fan who's like, should I get into Shira? So yes, you should yes! get into Shira. We're yes! talking about that show too. Fruits Basket show. coverage, OKKO. Rocco's Modern Life. There's a bunch of stuff happening. Find 12 Forever's coming soon. Find all that at overlandmitted.com. Thanks for listening, guys. We will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Watch out.